0: I'm John Murphy, and I'm Christian Humes, and you're listening to Watch, Watch World. World. Welcome, everybody. Uh, on this episode of Watch World, we'll be discussing the fourth movie in our series of covering James Bond, uh, that mm-hmm. is Diamonds Are Forever. Um, it is the fourth book, but is the, I believe, the seventh, sixth or seventh movie of the okay,
1: So I have some, some weird things about this I want to bring up at the top of the show.
0: Um, is this the influence for die another day? Uh, I'm well, I I think by the time you get to die another day and like that era, they are sort of, um, cannibalizing and recycling some things. So that's why when you watch this, you're like, oh, that seems oddly familiar
1: because die another day also had the plastic surgery thing, right? Yes. It had, it had, and it's like the space laser, like it, I'm just thinking like, and it even has a whole thing about diamonds at the beginning of it. Yep.
0: Okay. There's a lot of similarities in this and, and Die the Day. Was this also a co-marketing with Tiffany's? No. So, like, you know, the, the Bond girl in this one is Tiffany Case, and she's in the right. book. She's from the book, and that's like right. her thing. And I think it's just, I think maybe Ian Fleming, when he was writing the book, was just like, yeah, people like Tiffany's, people like Diamonds. I guess I'll just make this character call her Tiffany Case. Well, and th- the slogan diamonds are forever yeah i mean it's <laughs> it's interesting maybe he was just really obsessed with diamonds at the time or something yeah maybe <laughs> i just i just couldn't figure it out i'm like this feels like some weird like brand deal they made especially in the <laughs> beginning when bond's getting the kind of uh the mission basically from m and that that weird diamond guy and the guy asked him like hey what what do you know about diamonds and he's like they basically have uh replaced the puppy as a woman's best friend and and it's like i'm like is he like doing an ad for like diamonds like what's going on oh, that that actually so your 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 uh impression there brings up my
1: other thing that i had i wanted to ask how old I've, sean connery looks in this i mean how young well young like, but I also old i don't recognize him like i don't recognize him also i feel like he played down his northern accent yeah
0: significantly Well, okay, so let's, I guess before we dive into a lot of things, let's give context to a couple of things here. Um, In that Sean Connery obviously was the first James Bond. We know him because we're millennial kids. We only know him as like bearded, bald Sean Connery. Right. So we don't really familiar with this era. So when you watch it, you're like, oh, like this looks totally different. Um, But this particular movie, Sean Connery had... Left the franchise I was reading That uh, That was the other thing I was going to bring up I was reading about this So he had left the franchise Over basically He was kind of mad That he wasn't getting paid enough And he was kind of the star Yeah of, of the production And so He left for one movie um, They went with this Unknown male model Lazenby, right Lazenby um, Who then Quit after one movie um, And so then The producers came back To Sean Connery And paid him a lot of money To come back for one movie Just to kind of I guess, reset a little bit. Um, Yeah. And so this one just, this movie feels very, like it's 1971 and I think we've watched now three movies so far that all take, you know, were made in the 70s. And so this kind of really marks the era of that kind of lackadaisical, a little bit like shoddy, kind of cheap looking thing. I don't know, just like, it's a fun ride, but it is a cheap kind of uh movie at the time. But um you know, and so yeah, that's why Sean Connery looks like he's kinda of fun it in, because he kind of is, basically, the whole time. <laughs> he's yeah. like, I'm just doing this for the money. I'm you know, coming back here. I don't really like the producers and I'm doing this and I'm out. So right anyways. Um, so that's Diamonds are forever setting it up. Um do want, I, I, There's so much in this movie. So much happens in this movie. Um,
1: yeah, it actually has, I think, my favorite chase scene so far we've seen in James Bond. In the moon
0: buggy? Or yeah. the <laughs> Like with no music. Yeah. Just out in the desert. In a... <laughs> um, actually, I thought the, 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 the chase on Fremont Street in that red uh, like Mustang oh, car yeah. was actually pretty yeah. cool. Yes. Um, very, like, um, Smokey and the Bandit Yeah. type of uh, wild hijinks going around. Um, which I that was Vegas? Was kind of... Yeah, that, so that's Fremont Street downtown. That's down. that,
1: like, smaller—I've been there once. I've yeah. been there once. I was looking at it. I'm like, this looks really familiar. I went, when I went to Vegas, we, like, went to that off-strip section, and it's, like, very different looking.
0: Yeah, so back then, you could drive on Fremont Street. Now, they've—basically, uh, okay. for a large section of it, you, it's only walk-only. Right, which is what it was like when I was there yeah so um but that that yeah so uh yeah basically bond goes to vegas in this movie (laughs) um but also i think what's super confusing maybe to you is the fact that this movie opens and kind of bookends with blofeld uh ernst Stavro blofeld who is you know the iconic villain of the series yeah um he are we just jumping into it now yeah, Since I guess we're gonna jump opening. into it. Okay. But so he's been introduced chronologically, movie-wise, right? I guess by this point, so that's why he's in the movie, but he's not in the book. Yeah, it's he, Christoph Waltz, right? Yes, basically Christoph Waltz's character, um, very memorable performance. Um, he'll, he, yeah, I mean Doctor Evil obviously is very yes inspired by. He is in many ways like Bond's Big Bad, right? Correct. He is the kind of the i'm trying to think of who like the hail hydra kind of like red skull yeah. to captain yeah. america i guess would be the he's comparison. the anti-bond yes um he's just kind of he runs this organization called specter which you know they kind of have their hands in everything and are all about i guess chaos and domination and always up to no good so um this blofeld is super british <laughs> Uh, as opposed to the more iconic one, which is a couple movies back, is a more he kinda has a more weirder European accent. Um and Blofeld obviously sounds like a kind of Austrian German anything. So it this this guy is so ridiculous in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, Wow, well, Bond. Uh, so it opens
1: and Bond is like infiltrating this sort of like cave base. Uh it's like a mining base. Yeah, yeah. Right it,
0: before he chokes a woman with her own uh you know bikini top
1: yeah well here's the <laughs> so, weird thing there's this scene there's a scene where this guy's in the mud and he's just like couldn't be slower about coming up out of the mud he to gives, shoot bond like he's got like 50 feet on bond and he's just very
0: and then bond what drops mud on him and he auto dies like what happened there yeah yeah basically blowfed is trying to change his identity by plastic surgery i guess or and also make doubles of right. himself um which is really funny because this is the third Blofeld in three movies and all of them have different actors play. Oh my God. Which is really interesting. Um, That must be so
1: confusing for people that are watching the movie. Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah. And it's like not even, they don't even cast people that are similar. It's like, you know, there's Donald Pleasance was one and then um, Teddy Savalas is the other one. And like, and then this guy, it's like, they're all like really different radically. So yes, it is super confusing. (laughs) Um but yeah Bond defeats Blofeld throws him into the mud volcano mud thing <laughs> or he thinks is what he thinks is Blofeld I guess Yeah um and you get the iconic song you know Diamonds Are Forever which I feel like is one up there I think as uh pretty iconic and is obviously has been um what sampled by Kanye West for a song i think a song and it's pretty i guess popular in pop culture so (laughs) the whole concept of blofeld
1: and the way that his character is supposed to undermine bond is um really interesting because i don't think they do a good job of displaying him as a match for bond no right it's just like it it's just like he's just a bad guy that keeps getting away like bond Wasn't necessarily able to finish him off, but Bond undermines him like left and right all the time, in what never seems like a very difficult fashion.
0: Uh, Yeah, it's and particularly this one, and in the opening, it's Bond so easily often will get out of the grip of Blofeld. Yes, but then Blofeld will then always escape. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of like this cat and mouse game between them, where they both just lazily can't defeat the other. (laughs)
1: right they're just like stumbling out of situations
0: yeah so um then so the main plot of this movie is essentially there's a diamond smuggling operation going on uh diamonds are being smuggled out of south africa in the movie and i think it's sierra leone in the in the book um someone should have told them diamonds don't have any real intrinsic value well, again, that's this is a big promo <laughs> ad for diamonds. So, uh, as you as you implied, um, and so, but then uh, Bond is tasked by M to, I guess, infiltrate this um, uh, this this organization and see w- w- where the diamonds are going. Um, at the same time, th- the people involved with the smuggling operation are slowly being killed off one by one by these two very strange people. Uh, Mr. Kidd and Mr. Wint, uh, oh my god, the lovers, the killer lovers, uh, Who, in played in my by,
1: opinion, really like, ha, are, were the most successful in almost killing James Bond that I've ever seen.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> well they are successful, but they don't quite. At one point, they are. They do. Bond is knocked out. They gets put in the trunk of their car. They take him out to the desert where you. They should just kill him, but they put him in a pipe. To then be like, I guess. Which isn't that also like
1: something from another Pierce Brosnan James Bond movie where he's like in a pipe? Is he in like an oil pipeline? World is not
0: enough. Yep, world is not enough. He's in the pipe. What? (laughs) (laughs) I think. I think a lot of people. This is like one of their favorite movies outside of Goldfinger, as far as like old school movies. So I think maybe that's why. I say. People, I think, are pulling from this a lot. I say. I mean, um, it's pretty good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, so did you know who, so the guy who plays Mr., I think, Wint, the kind of, there's like the one guy who's overacting, and yeah. the other guy who's like not acting at all, like Correct. doesn't seem like an actor. So the overacting guy is Crispin Glover's dad. Oh, that's funny. So like you can kind of see it, like you're like, oh, now I get it, why? Yeah, like, yeah. This guy's like crazy. <laughs> um, But yeah, so Mr. Kid and Mr. Wint are slowly knocking off everybody involved with the, the diamond smuggling ring. Um bond basically takes over the persona of this guy peter franks yep to uh meet up with one of the people on the uh the smuggling line which is tiffany case played by jill st john who great bond girl uh yeah i mean we've we had holly goodhead the previous movie yeah who didn't really do much and man jill st john just doesn't she's got some really bad lines in this movie (laughs) <laughs> oh, she's so
1: good at the at the water game, at the balloon game.
0: Blow up your pants! Yeah, what <laughs> she says to that kid. <laughs> she... <laughs> Blow up your pants. Blow. <laughs> uh, she... you lean on that tutor, Charlie, and you're gonna get a kick in the mouth. At least her name isn't like a gross pun. No, oh yeah, yeah, because they actually pulled it from the book, as yeah. opposed to just doing sex puns. Yeah,
1: and it's a pun on diamonds because this is Though all. Though we do just have a sex pun Tiffany's. later
0: with another girl, yeah. Lana Wood's character Plenty O'Toole. Plenty O'Toole. Yeah, and she has plenty. Yeah, she is. Um There's a cool. I like the. I like the fight between um, Bond and Peter Franks when he shows up at the same location. Oh you know, yeah, that kind of that kind of uh, taken like uh, sort of close encounters fight in the elevator. Um, I a want lot to point of stolen out, identity in this film. A lot of stolen identity. I want to point out, though, my favorite part of that right before, when Peter Franks comes up to the entrance and Bond, as, in order to like kind of hide himself, does the fake make out with himself with the two hands. Did you notice that? Yeah. There was a lot of like goofy Bond in this. <laughs> Again, it's probably like Sean Connery being like, you know what? I'm just going to fucking do this because... I don't really care, and I think it's going to be funny. <laughs>
1: yeah. Like, that's like something Austin Powers would do.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's so funny. Anyway, so, but I like that fight. Um, Bond uh, switches his wallet with Peter Franks because mm-hmm. somehow Bond just carries a wallet with his name on it. <laughs> it's a Playboy membership card. So then Tiffany Cakes thinks that he killed James Bond when in fact he you know, killed Peter Franks. Right. Um, and then they take his body. They smuggle the diamonds that she's has to the Americas in Peter Franks, body. body, so. which is kind of dark. Yeah. Um, and then later when he lands at LAX, uh, Felix Leiter's there and he's like, where are the diamonds? And he's like elementary Dr. Leiter, <laughs> which is a, I guess, butt joke for Sherlock Holmes. I don't know. <laughs> uh, and then uh bond rides with a bunch of gangsters from LAX to Vegas in the front seat of a hearse. <laughs> that was a whole strange thing. I was like, man, they just, like, I just I got sit up there in that hot car for like f- 5 plus hours. <laughs> and then uh they go to slumber. What did you think about um Mr. Slumber's uh, funeral home? Uh the funeral home was, I
1: think, one of my favorite scenes because this is when they like almost kill James Bond, yeah, they basically are gonna cremate him. yeah, I was watching this, and I'm like, "Wait, how is he gonna get out of this? <laughs> like they <laughs> knock him out, put him in a coffin, they set some music, which was nice, uh, and then send him into the crematorium, and like
0: that's it, yeah, and then he's bailed out by the fact that he didn't put the real diamonds in the urn,
1: but how did those guys know? That he was in there.
0: I, see, again, it's it is. I don't. <laughs> they don't explain it. And like James Bond makes, should not have survived that. Also, it makes no sense for them to, uh, kind of give up the game in a way. Like, sort of like, hey, we're all part of this like super elaborate like diamond smuggling operation. But I'm just. We're just gonna blow it up right now, just because you didn't provide the diamonds. Like, <laughs> like why is Shady Tree? complaining to him should right. the, the slumber guy be just the only one complaining to him um yeah so that kind of he gets bailed out basically on such a random whim and yeah he goes to live um then bond well, then we see bond his, and he's in a sweet bathtub oh yeah that weird fish bathtub thing <laughs> and he's got like, like full yeah and he's got like a no tray
1: way. that overextends it so he could sit there and read his newspaper <laughs> such
0: a ridiculous uh it's uh, that was the I think that's the that used to be the Las Vegas Hilton. Oh, and at the time I think this because it's 1971, uh, Elvis Presley was living at the top suite there. Whoa! When they were when they're shooting this, so then when he's like trying to get up at the top there, that's where Elvis was staying at. It's crazy. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, so in Vegas, that's where Bond's playing craps. He meets Plenty O'Toole. There's that whole thing where Plenty follows him up to his or her room and then she gets thrown out a window into the pool which the line makes no sense where the gangster that throws him out and he's like good thing like buttons, like good thing there's a pool he's like like, i didn't know there was a pool down there wait so you were expecting to throw her onto the ground Yeah, he was just (laughs) throwing throwing her out the window yeah which wouldn't you be like oh i thought there i didn't or i don't know it almost makes no sense it would have to be the reverse you would want it to be like And then they just, like, backed out weirdly, like, with the guns up. Yeah. Just, like, what was the point of that other than just threatening him? But I don't know. Because Tiffany Case is there.
1: Yeah, I know Tiffany Case is there, but still, it was weird, man. It was weird. Um, (laughs) It's just, like, I think it's just sensibilities of the time that just don't translate anymore.
0: No. Oh, yeah, because Bond, like, he does smack people around. Sean Connery is way more of a woman beater in this, like... It's interesting to compare Sean Connery to Roger Moore, where Roger Moore is way more about, like, charming, and he doesn't really ever get too, like, physical with another person or, wi- like, or with women or, you know, be threatening. He's right. kind of—and when he does, it doesn't feel right, whereas, like, Sean Connery is just—you don't really get a sense that he's a, a wooer of women. He just kind of— <laughs> Yeah. He's like a big, brutish guy.
1: Yes. Yeah. He's he's kind of a dick.
0: Yeah. I think it's like highlighted the fact that like Roger uh, Sean Connery like notably did I think hit his wife and then Roger Moore notably was hit by his wife, oh, um, <laughs> in the Weird. divorce papers. So kind of tells something tell about the uh, those two. Weird. Um, not condoning it. Not condoning it at all. they are just saying different time, different time. But also it's just yeah, it's it's it is shocking to, to watch. Uh, yeah. From from a modern perspective just the way he bond treats these other women here um yeah um and so i'm trying to think do we go go to circus circus what do you okay. think about circus circus
1: so this is this is where she's playing blackjack and she gets the card that's like you should go play the water balloon game or whatever yes. I'm like, okay what the fuck is the water balloon game because she's at a casino they also have i guess like carnival games there um mm-hmm. she auto wins carnival game bratty little kid like fucking gets her in trouble (laughs) it's like people like basically she gets marked that it's like obvious you know
0: yeah it's not a very good plan whatever they're trying to do i guess is to get her to move the diamonds because like only she knows where they are now um so yeah it's it's interesting i've actually never been inside circus circus i've driven by it it's crazy that it's still around um because this is right when it opened was right when this movie came out so this is like brand new circus circus um and i think it's the start of like vegas i guess trying to appeal to families by having like oh it's a resort hotel for both adults and kids it's like you can gamble and your kids can play games and see a man in a gorilla suit which whatever that like that exhibit was yeah (laughs) Uh, yeah um Bond then infiltrates. They basically discover the line of diamond smuggling goes to this doctor scientist guy, um, that's I guess specializes in refraction technology. So Bond follows him to the secret lab. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, not to get ahead, but overall, like the there's a guy named Willard White who owns the White House. This He's movie like,
1: has some real fucking names. Shady oh, yeah. Tree, Willard White. Like there's some weird names in this movie Witten
0: kid, yeah, there's some there's some crazy stuff, so like Willard White is missing, or no one has seen him. He stays up in the top of his uh thing, so Bond's trying to figure out if Willard White's involved in this diamond smuggling operation. He follows a scientist though to one of Willard White's laboratories, I guess out in the desert. This is where, like we talked about before, he hijacks a moon buggy thing <laughs> and <laughs> has that fun chase sequence um. I think other uh, let me see. Uh, yeah, nothing else. I don't know if there's anything to say about that as far as the laboratory or anything. But um, I like how Bond is just easily well, kind of sneaks in by just impersonating that other scientist.
1: Yeah, I thought the whole lab sequence is great, just because I think it was kind of funny to just show off. Like, and I think this is where like the moon landing fake stories come from. People see <laughs> this and they're like, "Oh, yeah. look, this is how they did it." Um. <laughs> But it's just sort of funny how, like, you have these two, like, slow-moving fake astronauts, and he jumps in the buggy, and then he's getting chased by the police. The buggy's able to just, like, break through the wall. Yeah. Which, like, I get that the soundstage wall will be paper-thin, but not the building walls. (laughs) No. But he just tears through this building wall, and uh, just is, like, ripping through the desert on this thing. Which, (laughs) at first, I'm like, well, this is a dumb chase, but then I realize, oh, well, he's off-road, and he's on a rover, so that'll have the advantage. I'm like, okay, all right. And then they have these like
0: weird ATVs that are like tricycles. It's like yeah, they're like big wheel like ATV things that have giant like yeah. rubber wheels that seem like they tip over very easily.
1: Yeah. And then he what is he? He bails out of the rover when people aren't noticing, they keep chasing it. And then just like in the first opening sequence where the guy just like was purposely moving slow so Bond could undo him, one of the ATV guys happened to have to stop. And he's just like, you could tell he's like, I don't know what to do here. I'm supposed to just dick around till he gets me. And he like yeah. gives him this like weird karate kick and then takes yeah, his the ATV. Judo <laughs> and then I love, though, when then he finds Tiffany Case, he also bails on the little ATV thing. And you see them get in the car and like fucking peel out. And you just see the ATV still like they happen to turn down the road and it's just sort of like... <laughs> uh,
0: that's so funny. It was yeah, so it's...
1: weird. I loved it, though.
0: Yeah, it's you could tell though almost they did a lot of the stuff in maybe one or two takes and they're just like, well, we got For it. For sure. Yeah. yeah, like, we can't. We don't have time to perfect this. Let's Sean Connor's like, I'm not going to be in this desert two days in a row. <laughs> no. I'm giving you one take each shot, so <laughs> let's, let's, let's get it and go. Um, yeah. Then we have the... The cool uh, car chase between Bond and the sheriff, basically the Las Vegas Sheriff's Department, who um, are very slow on the trigger. Very slow on the trigger. He's like, Hey, you. And he's just like watching him
1: get back here. I'm going
0: to pull my gun out. And again, funny that like we have again another sheriff yeah. character. Uh, even another though this movie dope. comes before Live and Let Die, but it's the movie right before it. Yeah. So it like, clearly had a period of like redneck sheriff <laughs> characters. For some reason, he's like, there goes that son of a Let's bitch. Get them tour. Americans. Yeah, that's weird. It's like, us get them. Uh, then you have the infamous... Uh, I don't really get... So at the end of that chase sequence is a part where Bond flips the car onto one side to get through like an alleyway. Right. But then what happens is it goes up on, like, on its right side. And then for whatever reason, the car has to then flip onto the other side. And they do that by just, like, showing a shot of Bond and Tiffany in the car, and they kind of tilt the camera. Even though it makes no sense as to why he did that. It was like, I guess they had to, like, connect it to the shot coming out of the alleyway. Something that had to be the other way. I don't know. It's, like, such a weird... <laughs> uh, weird direction on this movie. <laughs> the action sequences weren't great. No. At least, like, the way they were filmed. No. So, um, Bond then goes to the... He wants to basically confront Willard White and see if he's part of the thing. This is where we get the big reveal that Blofeld has in fact been taking over the part of Willard White and hanging out in his suite and using a technology to, I guess, alter his voice to sound like Willard White. Um, I thought this scene was cool where they had the confrontation. You had the two uh, Blofelds with the two cats, too. I thought it was a pretty cool. I thought, I, just thought, I enjoyed oh. this
1: interaction. It, that just takes me back to the thing I forgot to bring it uh, at the start of this. We didn't talk about the song. That whole intro sequence is so weird. And then suddenly, James Bond looks at that cat and it has the diamonds. And then it just like does this weird fucking like hypno trance transition off of the cat's face. And the
0: Diamonds Are Forever song starts playing. What the fuck
1: was that?
0: Yeah, like it's like this weird like abrasive close up of the cat and the, the diamond neck like collar that he has. It was and- so weird yeah i get it (laughs) it's it's it was
1: just like all of a sudden bond just sees this cat and it turns to him and then diamonds or wherever starts playing (laughs) i was like what
0: just happened it's it's like they didn't know how to end the scene they had no idea yeah it's it's so interesting now from a modern lens how probably a lot of you know big movies like big marquee movies are how much pre-visualization and boarding goes into the directing of these pictures yes and then looking back at a movie like this where there probably was just none of that right and they just kind of go into these scenes and be like yeah we'll kind of figure out what the shots are and <laughs> how to stage it on like on the fly and we'll just kind of go and then we'll fix it try to fix They're it like in film editing. students yeah it's very film student like yeah just there's something fun about that you know i guess yeah that's but. fair it was uh <laughs> it was a less mature time in the industry Oh yeah, this is because this is early '70s. So this is when like the industry's in chaos right now. Yeah, like all the old studios are selling off. This is like when you start the rise of all the auteur filmmakers. Yeah, and stuff like this is coming out. <laughs> um, but uh, I I thought it was interesting how Bond just kind of gives up in this scene when he, him and Blofeld, are because he shoots one of them, but he runs out of, I don't know. Or he then he can't shoot the other one, but he made he he didn't shoot the right Blofeld. So he basically gives up and Blofeld's like you can take the elevator now and Bond willingly just like puts down his gun and just walks to the elevator like dejected. <laughs> I was like Bond would never do that. He would find a way to like jump and like dive and like find another way to kill him. So it was so jarring to see him just be like okay, I'll get in the elevator. <laughs> okay. okay. And that's where he gets gassed and like we mentioned kid and went pick him up put him out in the desert to be i'm surprised that no construction worker like saw like there was a man in one of these like (laughs) pipe sections and they just like put him into the pipe and (laughs) and he gets uh he gets buried basically but luckily he him and his rat friend that he uh makes in the pipe help him get out his rat friend (laughs) he makes a rat friend in there he does which like uh, good for that rat because it was going to have a bad death yes it was going to have a very bad death but I don't know what that machine does I guess like it kills rats or whatever or rodent I don't know it kind of it had like a weird like like sh- shock tail yeah. thing that was yeah. like kind of I don't know crazy um, when he comes back to Vegas he impersonates um, Blofeld's kind of second hand man Bert Saxby. That's a great name. <laughs> he uses the same technology that Blofeld was using against him, basically, to find out where Willard White actually is. Right. That then we get to my favorite part, which is Bambi and Thumper, where Bond oh. fights these two women at this house. I thought it was a great this is a great scene.
1: Yeah. I mean it ends
0: a little weird, but it's this is going back to what you
1: said about Bond beating up women. But, I mean, again, this is different. Like, this is also weird because it's like, well, I mean, they're bad guys. They're they're just yeah. bad people. Like, they they're, just happen yeah, to be they're, women.
0: They're trying to beat up Bond. Yeah. So, it kind of makes sense. That he doesn't – but the thing about Bond in this in this uh, scene, he kind of just gets the shit kicked out of them, like, for most of it. And then they fall into the pool. And then, at some for reason, I guess water is their weakness. Because then Bond just like gets the the angle on them and just holds them underwater until they give up.
1: <laughs> they must not know how to swim well.
0: I guess so. Um, but I just—it's it, such a weird like Bond having to fight these two like ole like women. I thought it was, was kind of cool.
1: Basically, all right. Look, I don't know how this is gonna work, but we got to get them into the water.
0: Yeah, and you can't just like
1: beat up on these women, so they got to pretty much win most of the time.
0: Yes. It's just we'll just kicky around, we'll get your your stunt double do fly around a bit, you know. <laughs> um and then we'll go from there. Um then we meet Willard White played by do you know who this is? No. Jimmy fucking Dean. Is that of Jimmy, Jimmy Dean? Jimmy Dean sausages. No, it's not. Yes, it is. What As was he Willard doing there? White. I don't know. This is this movie has the strangest casting. <laughs> huh. <laughs> What this would be like if someone's like, oh, let's get like Howard Schultz to be like a character in our like Bond movie, <laughs> huh? But he's playing I don't know, or maybe not Howard Schultz because like Jimmy Dean at the time he was he was a country musician, yep. but also an entrepreneur and stuff. But it, he's not a bad actor. No, it's just such a strange character though. Yeah, he's this kind of like multi. Entrepreneurial.
1: I mean, it'd kind of be like getting Lady Gaga a little
0: bit. I get, yeah, yeah. And if she, but if she was like an Elon Musk type, yeah, like (laughs) character who somehow is like not only owns a casino but is into like laser refraction, yeah, (laughs) like moon exploration. That'd be awesome. It's it's Jimmy Dean. He's like, now why would we do that? (laughs) It's crazy. He goes, "We're gonna
1: power my sausages."
0: Yeah. I need I need the best sausage technology I can find. It's a breakfast laser. <laughs> Baha. I don't got anything in Baha. It's <laughs> crazy. I love how that's the reveal of like where where did Blofeld go? Is Bond just kind of looks around the map and is on on his like office floor, yeah, and just starts pointing out things, and Blofeld's like, I don't got anything there, which makes you think like, why would Blofeld build that? <sighs> Um, I just want to point out the craziest part of the movie, which is Blofeld sneaking out of the hotel dressed as a woman when he captures Kiff- Tiffany Case. Mm-hmm. She gets in the car. That part is crazy. <laughs> just him in the wig and the and the yeah. and the lipstick. It's like he looks like um do you ever see Gremlins 2? Oh my god, I know what you're talking about. The girl Gremlin? Yes. Yes. That's what he looked like. Yes. Oh, that
1: thing's terrifying. that. The girl Gremlins, the only one of the few things in life worse than uh, what's her name, Yodel? yeah, uh, the f- the female Yoda.
0: Oh, Yodel. yeah, yeah. I I I think I've like, seen her in a book somewhere. It's terrifying. <laughs> it's so bad and terrible. It's, it's or bad. I guess like 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 when E.T. is dressed up, you yeah. know, by Drew Barrymore, and that that it, it reminds me of that, and it's just e. it is so jarring to like kind of see this sort of villain, this sort of like larger than life villain. Like that's his disguise (laughs) to get out of it. Um, also in that scene as well. Um, there's this really awkward scene between Tiffany case and Q where Q is basically ripping off the casino. Yes. With his, like, uh, his machine. That's going to like basically cheats at the slot machines. Right. And Tiffany case is like, Mr. Q, um, I was wondering if you could put a good word in for me for for James and the blah 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 so they can I don't have to go to jail, <laughs> and he's just like, Go away, woman <laughs> and it's just it was again felt like a scene like we let's have a scene with Q and Tiffany case for some reason <laughs> mm. <laughs> just crazy, just crazy
1: I gotta I don't know like maybe it's just something I was blind to, but um. You know, talking about, like, Felix and stuff, I just don't remember these movies being so America-centric and, like, CIA-connected in the way that they are.
0: Is that more of an older thing and not as much with, like, Pierce Brosnan and Daniel Craig? Well, I think now, like, Bond is really, like, international. Yeah. It's very broad. Whereas, like, this, I think it's because the book is very American in the sense that it's Bond. He starts in London and then goes to New York and... It's in, like, it kind of, it's mostly set in America, so I think they wanted to keep it more like that. Okay. But then at the end of this movie, they kind of, once Blofeld's, like, ultimate plan goes into effect, where he has this giant laser that can burn things, then it becomes a, like, world domination. I actually kind
1: of, like, so once that starts happening, I kind of got on board with Blofeld a little bit. Yeah. It's like, I think he took it like one step too far, but when he just started destroying all the nuclear weapons, I'm like, okay, all right, okay. Yeah, I think that's actually a noble quest. Yeah, just do it. Like, if someone did that today, if all the nukes were just gone, someone was like, all right, nuclear weapons are gone. I'd be like, all right, that's fine. That's actually okay.
0: Yeah, I think, yeah, there's, of course, I feel bad for the people working at those uh, sites, but, you know, I think. Well, you know, you win some, you lose some, John. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Win some, you lose some um so blowfield's base of operations is on an oil rig out in baja yeah as previously mentioned um when bond how they drop bond into that situation they put him in just an inflatable bag and then bond has to walk from <laughs> like i don't know how far out <laughs> he just walks to the thing and they just pull him out of this weird ball like hamster ball basically not really that cool looking no. or like This is no
1: surfing scene. No. This is no, you know, squirrel suit. This is just, how can we get him there?
0: (laughs) It's just a little dehumanizing and embarrassing. This is
1: like an engineer came up with this that has no design talent. They're like, well, this would be safe. Why don't we just put him in a big ball? (laughs) It's like, it'll (laughs) technically
0: work. And they're like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, where does Bond, Bond has no, like, vision. How does he know where he's going?
1: I feel like this was the directors being like, Sean Connery,
0: we're going to make you look like fuck it, punk here. <laughs> I bet even Sean Connery wasn't even there for that part, just for the when they opened it. It's like, <laughs> That's fair. He's like, you're just going to come out of this weird pod thing, and we'll just kind of go from there. And Tiffany Case is just like getting a suntan, hanging out on this oil rig. Yeah, how she get around so easy? Good for her. They just let her kind of wander into Blofeld's office. Yeah. You know, like when she first walks in... Nobody says anything. Why does Blofeld keep her around? I don't even know. For all those Blofelds. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's such a ridiculous <sighs> name, Blofeld. It is. Ernst Stavro Blofeld this is his full name. Blofeld. I like it better when you when you get to like when we get to You Only Live Twice and it's like you see Donald Pleasance as it, it kind of fits and it makes sense. Yes. But this is just so ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's this basically very stereotypical what we've seen a lot of days of you know final action set piece on this on this uh oil rig. Um and then Bond obviously saves the day, defeats Blofeld. You then get the sort of tag scene where Mr. Kidd and Mr. Wint are still alive and they're Bond has to take them on at the end on this cruise ship. Um which is this is from the book, exactly. And this is where it turns into speed too. <laughs> yeah. It's I don't know what Mr. Kid and Mr. Wint's plan was other than to So they have like a bomb and a cake. Yeah. And they're gonna f they're going to they are going to I guess present the cake to them, but then that quickly kind of once Bond figures out who they are. By his smell, I guess he did, <laughs> he remembers his cologne smell. It's so weird. So uh, once and then that goes all and then so Mr. Uh, Kid is like, I'm gonna take my shish kebabs. I'm gonna try to stab you with them, like a flaming shish kebabs. Bond then lights them on fire. He goes over the uh the overboard. Then Mr. Wint or I, I can't I, I forget what, I forget which one is which, but anyways the uh, the Bruce Glover character he gets. This really ridiculous. Like Bond pulls his like legs through his crotch area, and he's like, "Ooh!" and then like attaches the bomb to him and flips him overboard. It's really weird. <laughs> and also, Tiffany Case doesn't do anything in that scene. She just kind of lo- like that's you not can't her see this. job.
1: Her job is to look good, John.
0: That's that's true. But when those flaming shish kebabs are coming at her, she doesn't like move. She just kind of goes like, "Ooh." <laughs> she said blow up your pants (laughs) blow up your pants mr kid so fucking
1: stupid yeah yeah she sucked she was bad yeah she super sucks
0: i felt bad for plenty of tool though she got the iron shoes yeah in the bottom of the pool which apparently from what i like heard is that she actually almost drowned in that scene because the, the 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 weight kept slipping to the like Deeper into the pool, yeah, because it was like a slanted pool, yeah, which is fucking crazy to think about. Because she's Lana Wood, her and her sister is Natalie Wood, who infamously drowned, no, by Robert Wagner, no, so, yeah, so that's crazy. <laughs> anyway, safety
1: regulations were not great back then.
0: Yes, um, so yeah, that, and that's that's the end of the movie Diamonds Are Forever. Um, really, you know, as far as like compared to the book, everything there's just no Blofeld basically, but the yeah. whole diamond smuggling thing is the same. Um, Mister Kid and Mister Wint killing off certain people, and the you know is the same. It's just instead of Blofeld, that sees like um, two Italian mobsters are like the the head of like the Speng gang, whatever yeah. they're called. I don't know. But
1: um, it's interesting because I'd say as my first Sean Connery movie, I actually liked the Last Roger Moore movie better.
0: Moonraker, yeah, because at least with Moonraker, it is crazy and all. Like it's so, over the crazy. Top, it's so crazy, it's so crazy. At least it felt a little more like they tried.
1: Yeah, with some stuff, and I just liked like Jaws and the characters and that better. And I liked the like crazy eugenics plan better. Like I just thought all of that stuff was just so much more insane. And then this, because of the order we're going in, felt like toned down. Like, it was a lot of those things, but just toned down. It's like, well, if we're going to do similar themes, I'm going to just go with the one that's even more wild.
0: Yeah, more crazy. It'll be interesting when we do the next one, which is from Russia with Love, which is a very, even more toned down uh, version. Maybe that'll work better,
1: because it'll be better spy stuff.
0: And also, it's prime, like, Sean Connery, like, young Sean Connery. Okay, okay. So, it's like, he looks way younger, you know. I thought he was good, though. I I liked him in this. He's got some good stuff to him, and... He's a little too goofy in this, and obviously a little too yeah, kind of doesn't care. But um, when we get to his y- earlier movies, it's you can you can see why he's like the iconic I say Bond, yeah, uh, for a lot of reasons. But yeah, so um, I guess uh, thank you everybody for joining us, and mm-hmm. you know join us next time for From Russia with Love, From um, Russia with Love. Christian, do you have any news or want to share anything else? No, not listeners? this time. I'm okay. good. Okay. All right. Well. We'll see you on the next mission.